reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. I am your co-host Ashton with my awesome co-host Zach. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before the pod, and there's there's no news at all to talk about. I mean, such a slow offseason for the Rams. Uh, this gonna, I think this is going to be a quick pod, Zach. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, initially I thought we were just going to talk about the Combine and, you know, the experiences <laughs> there. But, man, that feels like so two or three weeks ago when it was literally just a couple days ago. Um, but, man. Yeah, me and you were talking about doing a pod like we were going to do a mini pod because guys we typically don't do week to week in the off season and we were like oh we'll just do like a quick reaction to you going to the combine get a lot of good comments put a few things out there might be 20 30 minutes but you know i i guess sneed uh sneed will sneed and uh, he has his own plans yeah for sure uh you know, I, I, you know, because the combine now feels like it's been 10 years ago, you know, we really, we don't really need to cover it too much. Um, there are a lot of great um, prospects out there, uh, definitely to keep our eyes on. Um, but, you know, the Rams are making these moves. Uh, I will say, you know, going into this, um, the fan experience was way better than it's been in the past. Um, a lot of times it's just been like little small things here and there. Um, you know, you can, you know, get your picture jumping um, on the vertical jump. Uh, you can, you know, push uh, fake weights around if you want to, just to kind of demonstrate some of the things. And they still had those things, uh, but they made it a lot more fun atmosphere for the kids. Um, they brought in an obstacle course. Um, you know, they did the forty-yard dash with like a giant forty-yard, or yeah, the forty-yard dash. Uh, they had a forty-yard LED wall outside, so um, they had a lot of cool experiences. You got to see the um, Lombardi Trophy, uh, the Colts Lombardi Trophy from when they won the Super Bowl. Um, and then you got to see all the Super Bowl rings. Uh, so I got to, you know, I was, you know, this close with a plexiglass, uh, casing away from the Rams, uh, last Super Bowl ring. So that was pretty cool. Um, the only thing I will say is, man, they did not have enough concession stands for the Saturday, uh, the Saturday where they had the, the quarterbacks, tight ends and wide receivers. I don't know if they just didn't expect that thing to be packed. I mean, that thing was slammed um and so when my kid wanted you know a pretzel we probably waited in line for almost 40 minutes to get a pretzel uh which is kind of crazy uh was it good it was i mean it was a pre- i mean it was it was a pretzel it was fine um but uh but no it was a great atmosphere it was really cool to watch the prospects um it's kind of eerie where everyone's quiet and you, you everyone has headsets um in their ear uh, listening to the broadcast through Bluetooth instead of um, listening through the speakers within the stadium, you know, trying to keep it quiet for the athletes to, you know, actually do their thing. Uh, but it's a cool experience. Um, I'm hoping that it stays in Indy. Uh, mostly, you know, I'm biased because, you know, I'm here and it's easy for me to cover. Um, but from what I hear from, I, you know, I've talked to several different people from the media. Um, you know, uh, you know, I have a lot of cool stories from that, from that week, but um a lot of people just like the atmosphere. They like the fact that Lucas Oil Stadium is really close to the convention center. 
It's really close to a lot of walking, a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of restaurants, bars, things like that, a lot of high end um, and not so high end um, bars and, and, and restaurants. So um, it's a really cool experience. Uh, definitely recommend anyone who can come will. Um, it's just fun. Even if you go to the combine and you want to go get a drink, you know, at the local bar, you know, downtown, it's hilarious who you'll run into. Um, you know, one night when I was out, you know, I got to, I ran into the, uh, the coat, the, the Chicago bears head coach. Um, <laughs> he, he was there. Um, I met, uh, I was actually talking with the, the Cardinals, uh, new quarterback coach, which was interesting. So a lot of cool things that happened during the combine and a lot of people you'll get to see just walking around having dinner and things like that. So, uh, definitely a cool experience if you, if, if anyone gets a chance to go, it's a free event. Um, so it, like I said, really cool experience. No, Zach, that sounds cool. And I look forward to us breaking down, talking about some of the people who caught your eye, uh, who we may think is a fit for the Rams, who we may think isn't a fit, uh, some gyms. Uh, we'll go through all that. Uh, I know personally, I want to get out there to see a combine at least once in the next few years. So I'm hoping I can make it work in the next few years, given, uh, you know, given how things shake out, guys. Maybe we'll get media credentials so that we can actually, you know, cover it as media folk instead of just, you know, observing as much as I can from the outside in. Yeah, we'll be uh, hitting two years uh, soon. So we're already on season three uh, and it's been a blast. Uh, but let's talk about the elephant in the room or the ram in the room. I, I don't know how you want to go with that metaphor. But all this news and... Uh, Rams Twitter on fire, people arguing with each other, debating in best case scenarios. It, Zach, uh, it, we started to get like news trickling in over the weekend, uh, coming in about Leonard Floyd, more stuff about Ramsey. And it seems like they are dedicated to tearing down the defensive side of the ball. Uh, all things aside, I just feel like they're they're bringing it down. They're trying to get all the assets they can, and I I recommend people to listen to Eleven Personnel podcast. Uh, Jordan Rodriguez has a lot of good stuff about why they're doing this, what they're doing, and the overall plan. Basically, they want to build up the offense, kind of like how we said. Uh, it reminds us of the 2017 team. Uh, I think you said that, Zach, uh, kind of like refocusing all on offense and hopefully we score enough points to win every game. Uh, so, Zach, what was your response as these things started to come out? Now we're getting more context with reporting because, guys, we're not going to pretend we have, like, sources inside the organization or anything like that. Uh, we're just reacting to the news we have available. And now that we have available that they do want to address the offensive side of the ball, like, how are you reacting to this? Do you think it's smart to do that now versus a year from now, which I think – um, I believe they were going to go in that direction a year from now, not completely remove every defensive key player. Uh, uh, what's your point of view on that? Yeah, and I, I think we discussed this kind of even on the last pod because, I mean, in the last pod, you know, Bobby Wagner um, was mutually leaving and uh, the Ramsey news was kind of trickling in there. I think Leonard Floyd had a cryptic tweak, things like that. But like you said, things escalated this past uh, over the last weekend especially because it, it was the combine, all the media was together, all the coaches were together um, other than less and, uh, and GMs uh, outside of less need and Sean McVay. Um, but they were all together. They were all talking. They were all talking about prospects, both free agency trades, um, things like that. And, and, and so this was a topic that came up. Uh, Ramsey was a topic that came up. Um, and I think we, we both have agreed over the past several podcasts that we, and I, and I even think if you listen to the 11 personnel and things like that, um, they are, I think they're doing this uh, one year sooner than they initially planned. And I think the 2022 season affected that um, quite a bit um, just because of all the injuries that happened, the, the lack of success, things like that. And so um, I think we, we, we did, we both, we, we discussed that, you know, next year, this was the next year was going to be the year where Ramsey and Aaron Donald were probably going to leave. 
you know, they're going to retool, they're going to, they're going to retool the offense and then um, go from there. And then the following year retool the defense and things like that. So we're one year sooner than that. Um, It's just, it's just an interesting play because, you know, we keep going on like, you know, Aaron Donald is coming back. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I feel like people keep thinking, yeah, he's, you know, well, if Ramsey's, if Ramsey leaves, if Leonard Floyd leaves, like Ashawn Robinson leaves, like we're just leaving, like Aaron Donald is clearly the next person to go. I don't really think Aaron Donald wants to go to another team for one, two more years. Um, I think if he wanted to be done, he could have retired last year and, or he could retire now and, you know, just, just move on. Um, but he is coming back and I, I do believe he, he is coming back. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're going to see what, what happens. And I think under Raheem Morris, uh, the defense will be okay. I mean, we have some still decent defenders on the team. Um, you know, we still need to kind of work out maybe our, uh, secondary a little bit, but I'm, I'm okay with what we have other than maybe filling an extra tight end, having another, uh, defensive back back there, depending on what happens with Ramsey. Um, I will still say that I believe that Ramsey will stay on the team. Um, I'm not sure that there is um, I, I'm not sure that the Rams are going to get what they want, what they would want from the trade. Um, Cause I think everyone ex- ex- expects that they, they want a first round pick no matter what. Um, and so if that is not, if that's not something that people are actually willing to pay for to get Ramsey, um, then I definitely think that, that, Ramsey is going to be there and Ramsey's had cryptic tweets over the last several weeks. Um, there's been some, you know, some, you know, I, when I say sources, I would say, you know, people that I trust on at least through Twitter, you know, Rams tapes and even Vince who does all the cool pins and stuff like that. They've all reached out to, they've at least from what they say, they've said they've talked to uh, Ramsey and not that they gave any detail um, about their conversations or things like that, but it, it just makes it feel like, I don't think there's bad blood between the Rams and, uh, and, and Jalen, um, you know, it's, he did make a comment on a Rams tapes, uh, video and said that he didn't necessarily want to be a Ram anymore. That's okay. So if you, I don't, I don't, did you go back and did you go back and look at Rams tape? Rams tapes then posted something separately after the fact saying, I didn't clarify. I didn't put in all the full details. It, it, that comment was then you I, I don't get, post it like that well and he deleted it and you know i think i think he kind of spoke too soon um i mean it can I, be I the heat luck. in the moment type deal like it, we're not we're not the thing is, is that we're not hearing the things like we're hearing with we're not hearing the same things we're hearing with um you know alan robinson and bobby wagner like bobby wagner's thing was mutual uh, Jalen Ramsey or in Alan uh, Robinson, which we'll talk about later is, you know, he, his, between him and his agent, they, they are now allowed to seek a trade. Um, none of this has really been, uh, the, the way we hear it from Ramsey is, is that we, there have been phone calls to the Rams about Ramsey. It's not so much that the Rams are shopping him around other than that they're receiving calls about him. Um, and maybe they are shopping him around maybe, but, Again, I don't think it's because of a lack of his talent or a lack of his skill. They're just trying to figure out how they can get underneath the cap and be able to to succeed moving forward. Um, because they well, are they don't they are have to move him to get under the cap. Uh, the thing is, like now's the optimal time to move him if you are going to move him. Uh, two years remaining on his deal. He wants more money. The Rams will not be able to give him that money in the next two years if they want to start a rebuild. So, like, if you're going to move him, now is the time. And I personally think they are shopping him around. A lot of the leaks, these leaks, and I don't know this, like, personally, but I believe a lot of leaks are driven by the Rams themselves. Maybe some by other teams. Uh, but for the most part, the Rams are trying to raise his price. I do think they will be able to get a first for him. Um, he is still like people who watch the tape, not like average NFL people who are like, oh, that's too much to ask for a cornerback after a down year. Wasn't Ramsey like great last year? Was he a top five cornerback? No. Uh, but he's still I disagree, elite. But- 
Go ahead. He he's still late. he's like in that six or seven for me. Like I I feel like he didn't have his best year. That's my point. Is he still great? He just wasn't like super top five cornerback. He was like six or seven, which is still good. And teams will still value him at a first round pick. The question is, what more do you get or what less do you get, depending on how much of that cap you take, at least for this year. And uh, that's going to be up to the Rams determine. And I, I think he's gone. Uh, I mean, Apparently, Allen Robinson may have more of a market than we thought, but I still, like, just get what you can for him. Uh, I mean, both of those are a trade or nothing. I mean, it's it's neither one of them. They're not going to cut either one of them. It, it would make no, no sense it, to cut either one of them. You would lose money with Robinson, and yeah. uh, you would only get, I think, like, two, three mil from cutting Ramsey, which is stupid. Yeah, I mean, it might be like Ram, Ramsey does provide. I feel like he does provide value, especially if he's really interested in con, like transitioning again from that cornerback position to that safety position. If he's really interested, I feel like that's where he can shine on other teams. It's like you know he's saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm here, uh, but I'm still long term because I don't have to always play at this position. I can switch into a safety position, which allows me to stick around in the league a lot longer." Um, he still has a year or two left at cornerback. Too, oh, for like sure. And, premier. you know, I, again, I, you know, this is his last year of guaranteed money with the Rams. Um, and other than that, I, you know, again, personal opinion, I think he's going to come back. I think that there hasn't, there's just been a whole lot of noise, but nothing like we've heard about from Robbins other than what he's tweeted, which again, you can take sometimes with a grain of salt, what he's doing. Um, cause again, they're more cryptic than they are, um, you know, true. Um, well, you, you have to remember it benefits teams trying to trade for Ramsey to not have the details leak. You know why? Because if a competitive team is also like managing offers against the Rams, if your offer gets out, then the other team can counter with something slightly better and it starts a bidding war and teams don't want to get into that. They want the price of Ramsey low. That's why I think this information coming out at all kind of indicates to me the team wants to raise the price even more than what they're getting offered. It's possible. But again, you know, I, I it just depends on what the Rams want coming moving forward. If they really want um, you know, to free up that cap space for this year, like you said, he they don't have to. I mean, if you go through, we could we could save up all that money by you know, cutting other players and not cutting your, you know, your top corner um, and one of your top defenders that's left, Um, you know, Leonard Floyd, for instance, you know, it's, I'm not really sure why, you know, sources put out that, um, that they are either going to trade him or cut him. It seems silly to say that they're going to cut him when, you know, they're trying to shop him around. Like what's the point of trying to trade for him if they know he's going to get cut at some point? Well, league people know this, like, other teams aren't stupid for the most part. Like the 31 of the 32 teams know that the Rams are going to have to cut him. If he doesn't, if they're trying to trade him, they know they want to get rid of him. They can infer that he's going to get cut. So like, I don't think that's necessarily as big of a deal as some people want to make it. I think the more bigger point of emphasis is, can we get a trade partner for him? And uh, people will be like, why don't they just try to get him in the open market? Because he might be cheaper if you trade for him. Uh, He'll cost a pick, but you get a first shot at signing a deal with him. And I think he's still, what, Zach, has two years left on his deal? Two, maybe one year? Uh, Yes, I just had that up, and I will pull it up again. But, yeah, I think he still has... Uh... 2025. So, yeah, still two years left. So, I mean, yeah. he's a, I mean, he's a big hit. And, I mean, the, the reason why they want him, they, that they would cut him before the June 1st is to save the money for 2024. Um, they would save a whole heck of a lot of money um, by, by trading him, you know, before the June 1st. I think, what was it? 
Um, pre-cut, it would be 19 million in dead money in 2023, 3 million savings in 2023, and 22.5 million savings in 2024. So they would be, yeah. it's, it's mostly to save the money in 2024 because if they cut them the post, um, they're only saving, uh, they'll save a lot more. So if they save them, they'll save a lot more this year, 5.5 million, but then they would only save 10 million in 2024. I think they're going to try to eat it this year. I mean, I think that's the plan. I think the plan is, I mean, and even less needs that they're going to they're going to utilize the draft probably more heavily than they have in the years past. So, I expect you know them to to do something. That sounds like uh, a pick in the first round, Zach. Well, that's that's if they get if they get a pick in the first round. But again, there has to be an offer that that's the the Rams are willing to do to to for Ramsey. I think he's still a valuable player on this team. And again, I and I think the Rams could transition him to that safety role and keep him in house. Um, you know, I, I I still think that could be a benefit to the Rams. They could restructure his deal if they wanted to. Um, they could have done it last year. They didn't. I think that's the Rams tool. don't pay safeties. That's just they don't. But when you're when you're Jalen Ramsey and when you're the top corner in the league for so many years and then you move over to safety and now you can on top of being safety you can train the next cornerbacks i i think that's as almost as valuable i I mean they don't pay they don't they don't pay linebackers either but they still paid bobby wagner for at least a year and then they cut him they did cut him but again that was a that was a one-time mutual thing again all things that we have no idea what's happening. He he would he probably could be traded. I mean, all signs saying that he will be traded, but I would not be surprised if they keep him around. Hey, if he stays, I'll be happy. He's a great player. I don't want him to leave. I do agree. Our offense needs something. It needs something to get injected into it. And uh, you know, Allen Robinson wasn't it. The O-line needs some work. Uh, Just a lot of work to go around on the offensive side of the ball. And so if they do do this direction, which, again, we don't know, uh, I I think it's going to be a rocky season next year. I really do. I mean, all all signs point that they want to read – they they, want to – redo this offense they want to they want to figure it out they're they i think that they think that they can sacrifice on the defense a little bit you know to as long as you're scoring points which you know sean mcveigh is very used to doing that i mean his first several years it wasn't really their defense that shined other than aaron donald um and a, and a couple of players you know when um dominic and sue was here and things like that to t- uh acute Talib was here. Um, they they had they had great defenders on the time, but you know when they were when they were playing against Patrick Mahomes, it wasn't. I mean, yes, the defense did score a couple of times against that, but you know it was the high octane offense that was just putting up the points, um, and that's what they were relying on. And so I think that's what they're trying to get back to again. If they can get back to a more a, you know rhythmic offense, a more octane offense, that's what they're striving for. Um, I think that's what LA again. I I, I kind of. I said this all last year too. When during this is like the LA is it's the stardom. Like you're here in LA to attract fans. And if you, if you are just having a mediocre offense and winning games, it's still not really interesting people. I mean, you have to be scoring those 30, 40 point games pretty much weekly to keep this high octane, you know, LA lifestyle around. And so, um, it, let's go in that direction. Let's say they want a high octane offense. How do they get there? If you're if you're the GM, Zach, you're you're right there. Starting from this point on, how do you get an offense that was in the bottom ten of the league turned around? Outside of let's assume everyone's in injury free and healthy. Yeah, I think we just restructure how the offensive line works. I mean, I think that for the most part, four of the five guys probably can stick around for this next year. I think, you know, we I think we still have to figure out what Joe Nopum's future is going to look like. I mean, he got paid a 
decent amount for, you know, not the quality of work that we expect. Again, yes, he was injured for a good portion of the season, but, but still it, that, that did not work out. Um, we, we saw that, you know, really uh, when Colton Coleman Shelton was in the, as the center, they had a little bit better of a rhythm and um, than when, um, when Brian Allen was in there. So again, it's, it is reshifting the offensive line, trying to keep that as healthy as possible. Um, retooling it, obviously having Cooper cut Matthew Stafford back there. If Cam Akers can, you know, keep the, the fire lit like he did last year. Um, you know, obviously having some little depth in that position as well. Um, figuring out what we're going to do about the tight end position. Um, again, I don't want to see Higby leave, but you know, there is a cost of business that comes, that comes. Um, and so I think they're going to have to figure out that position. Um, and I think we can go about this, but man, people, some people did not like my idea of them picking a tight end at 36, which, you know, you know, depending on if they get an additional first round pick or whatever. Um, I, I, don't, I think I don't, if they get a first round pick, I would be okay with them getting a tight end. I mean, just, I mean, I think, I feel like people don't realize is that the tight end is a huge component when it comes to blocking, you know, he can be part of the O-line or he can be part of the wide receiving core. Um, and so if, if, if you get that one in a million, you know, if you can get that Travis Kelsey, you can get that George Kittle, you can get that, um, you know, insert best tight ends. You know, I, I feel like it's something to go for, um, especially if you need someone who's a really good pass blocker or run blocker um, just to help you out in that position. And I mean, not saying Higby's not, but, uh, you know, I, I think you could do you could do better. Um, and that we, like when you look at the uh, like when you look at the combine. Uh, that Georgia tight end was so good. Yeah. And I think, you know, and like I, I put up stats today as far as how and I get this is where people really didn't seem to like what I was saying about it. But like if you look, there's not that many tight ends um, who go. Um, I hate ad ads when I'm trying to I'm not ad blocking you people um, who go in the first two rounds. Yeah, or who go in the first round. Um, if you look at it, no one, no tight end was picked in 2022 in the first round. Um, there was a couple that were picked um, in 2021. No one in 2020, one in 2021, none in 2020, and then two in 2019. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where there could be, you know, um, Dur- uh, Darnell Washington with Georgia. Like, he he could be a good fit, and he could be around at pick 36 i mean remember there's 32 picks in the first round so well yeah and so you know you got four more picks and then it's us so it's it's really interesting um how that how that's going to work out but yeah there will also be some quality wide receivers in round three uh like the north carolina what josh downs i believe his name is cedric tillman um, Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt, like some quality wide receivers you can get in the third round too. So uh, if we have a first round pick and we get a defender, I'm guessing they would probably target to kind of restock the defense if they do trade away Ramsey and then go tight end and then wide receiver and then maybe get a decent lineman in the fourth. Uh, you could be looking because later in draft, this is a super stacked running back draft. And that means you can wait until six or seven to get that running back to be behind or go behind uh, acres. Uh, I like Chase Brown. I know people are tired of me saying that, but I really love his tape. The more I've been watching it after seeing a few of his games in Illinois, the running back from Minnesota, he looks electric. Uh, I know a lot of people who watch UCLA love that UCLA running back. I I feel like he has some good moments too. So there's a lot of guys that'll be available later in draft for running back. I I think when you retool wide receiver, uh, we still have Van Van Jefferson. So like we don't have to fully go hard wide wide receiver, but 
you know, a lineman here or there, a wide receiver here and there, and you get a great tight end, Zach, that that could turn us around to a top 10 offense pretty quickly. For sure. And so I think in, when we talk about the draft, we're going to have to figure out where the Rams are going to go in the draft. Are they going to go more defensive draft and more free agency um, offense? Um, or are they going to do the reverse? Because, um, again, there's also a, a lot of good, um, you know, pass rushers, which is, a you know, has been a problem. And if we're also going to lose, and it seems like we're most likely going to lose our other pass rusher, you know, we're going to have to pick something up. And again, there was, a, there was a hefty number of pass rushers that also could be available um, at that 36 spot. Yeah. That... Nolan Smith, I think would be a great option on that edge in the I just, first round. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's if we get a first round, I mean, if someone trades up for it, you know, that would be a good pick, but I mean, I think, I think he's going to be one of those who are going to be gone by the first round. Yeah. So Again, uh, with how kind of Jordan Rodriguez was uh, breaking this down, it sounded like they wanted to go with veterans on the defense, kind of like how we did in 2017, hire a bunch of uh, more team-friendly players, uh, veterans that can backfill the spots on the defense. And on the offense, she just vaguely said that they were retooling. So – I don't know how many free agents we could get on offense that are cheap, uh, but I do expect the majority of the draft be offensive focus outside of them pushing for an edge. Uh, like you said, I think that if they get a first round pick from Ramsey, I think that's, I would be shocked. Someone really good would have to fall to our pick because it's going to be a later pick in the first round, right? Like you're talking about at high as 17. 1716. Right. So if we're around 20 and it, I I can't even think of who would be crazy enough for them not to go like a Nolan Smith. Uh Yeah, it, it, I would be shocked if they went offense, it, which is kind of my point in that situation. Interesting. I think they could, if if anybody, they would probably. I think I think they would pick up a tight end. Um, I think that's in the first round. Not in the first round. I I would say if they if they kept their thirty six, I think that they would go tight end. Um, if they get a first round, then obviously that's something else. But if they keep a second round, I think I would really want to look at that tight end spot. Um, I mean, obviously this all depends on if what happens with Higby. Um, mm-hmm. he's a free agent, and you know, um. Right. He has a free agent, right? Like, if a Quinn Johnson fell to 16, Zach, do you think McVeigh would t- take Quinn Johnson? I think McVeigh would draft him in a heartbeat. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine Cooper Cup and Quinn Johnson on the same team? I mean, yeah. I mean, oh I think that... gosh. That would be pretty good, but I don't think you'll see that until year two. I don't know if you would see that year one. Um, and by that point, you know, we next year we could be talking about Cooper Cup leaving. So, I mean, especially with all with everything that's happening. So, I don't know. I mean, it, everything is in a big vacuum, and we we kind of have to see how things play out. But, um, I mean, definitely, I, I I think McVay really wants his offensive weapons. He wants that offensive powerhouse oh, yeah. again, like they used to be. Because that's that's what McVeigh is, and if they don't have a good offense and they're just relying on their defense, like what is McVeigh doing there? Um, so, so again, but again, I come back to like they have to have a plan. People keep freaking out about all this, and if Ramsey leaves, he leaves, and you know, yes, it's disappointing, but it is what it is. It is a business. Everyone knows this. There's no, I mean, other than a few players having hurt feelings because they didn't like the way things were handled, whatever, but it is a business. We get it. Fans get kind of, you know, fans get kind of pulled by their heartstrings by players. I mean, shoot. I mean, if we were talking about Cooper cup, this would be a totally different scenario or, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, our DNA kind of sometimes comes into this and, um, and Cooper cup's going to leave this team. He's not going to retire Ram. I'm, I'm sorry guys. If that, hurts your feelings or upsets you you. do you you know i keep going back and forth on that i could almost see him just retire 
at a young age and not continue on. I like, mean, if Stafford's if done, he, I could see him and Stafford just being like, peace, I'm out, you know. I think potentially if we win another, like, if we were somehow go to the Super Bowl this year or the year after that, I could see both of them retiring after a second Super Bowl. I I definitely could see that. But uh, for the most part, he has a lot in his tank. His athletic, pure athletic skill was never the reason he was great. Uh, so I feel like his longevity is going to be a lot better than some other wide receivers, right? Like who had to ride off a of pure athleticism. Sure, sure. But I could also see him. I mean, he's, uh, you know, again, love Cooper Cup. You know, I think he could he could play as long as he wants to. But I mean, he is more injury prone. I mean, this is now his second, you know, decently big injury. You know, assuming assuming, like you said, I think that the Rams would either have to go to the Super Bowl or, you know, get back to the championship game or something like that. And if it's Stafford's last year and, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, by that point, he will be he'll be 30, um, you know, given, you know, in 2024, how that looks off like. You know, I could potentially see, you know, him, them sailing to the sunset and, you know, Cooper Cup kind of, you know, um, doing doing his kind of own thing. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, maybe even, you know, going back and um, being a, you know, being a coach or doing something else. Yeah, I, I definitely think Cooper Cup could slide into that wide receiver uh coach role pretty easily now we always want to talk about players turning into coaches and it rarely happens in retrospect uh but i mean again he is one of the smartest players you can listen to i i i still remember when he was breaking down that fire zone drill and people are like that's probably when the greater NFL fan bases start to see how smart he is. Cause we've known this for a few years with him. Uh, I, I feel like with him, we've known this as a fan base for a few years and then the entire NFL media, he gives this amazing answer and people are like, Oh, who knew Cooper cup was so smart. I'm like, just listen to him anytime he's in an interview. Right. Like he knows, he knows as much about the coverage as any defender. Yeah. He's super smart and, and, and knows the system really well. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I see it both ways. I see him, you know, leaving the Rams and going on another team and, you know, but if he moves to another team, I almost see him slipping to a two, three role. Um, Cause I, you know, as, as great as, I think Cooper Cup is just perfectly aligned with Sean McVay and his system. He thrived under um, Jared Goff. He thrived under Matthew Stafford. Um, but that's how the, that's how this offense was built. It was it's. It, I don't know if any other scheme would work well. I mean, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But um, I could see that potential again. You know, yes, I don't. I, I do agree with you that I think you know it's most likely that he will move on to another team, and I would not be shocked at all. Uh, but I would also not be shocked to see him, yes, actually retire, um, you know, after he's done with this stint with the Rams. Because I, th- I think he, you know, that's just me. I could see it happen. Yeah, I just mean, knowing his I, personality and and things like that, I think I could see it happen. I get why fans want to believe every great in their team history will stay with their team for the entire duration of their career. That's just not how the NFL works 90% of the time. Sure. Uh, Bobby Wagner was on Seahawks for almost every year of his career till this year. Like, uh, it's it's going to happen, I believe, uh, unless if he retires. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, there's, there's usually a good reason for it. I mean, if you look at Bobby Wagner, he wanted to get out of Seattle, and Seattle didn't really want to pay him anymore. Uh, same thing with, I mean, you look at Russell Wilson and how that relationship just crumbled with Pete Carroll and, you know, you have those bad blood situations where they, you know, they do think they have self left in the tank and, you know, the, the system just doesn't believe in it anymore. Um, and so if that happens within the Rams, then full four, I fully see that they would give up on uh, and move on from Cooper cup. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. 
So Zach, uh, do you do you think wide receiver is a need, even if Robinson stays? Uh, is that a need that this team has to address? If Robinson stays, I don't think it's as I don't think it will be as important. Um, again, I I, I kind of go back to I still think you would need to pick up a night tight end, but. Um, you may, you may pick up, you know, a wide receiver in the draft, but, and, you know, obviously we are not in less needs head and we, we, we have no idea what he'll do. Cause he changed, I mean, he, he surprises us every time. Um, but I don't yeah. think it would be a first round, second round pick, um, that we would get a wide receiver. No. And there's some quality wide receivers as we have already stated later in the draft, Crazy times, man. Crazy times. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only other big news I think that we really, I mean, I think we talked about most of the free agent stuff that happened, but you know, the, mm-hmm. the news about uh, Matt Gay and that he will become oh, yeah. a free agent that they were not going to franchise tag him, which again, it's, I think it's kind of obvious. I mean, a, the Rams don't use franchise tags ever, uh, but B it seems always kind of weird to franchise tag a, a kicker. Um <laughs> knowing that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We um, might not have the money to pay him. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a limited funds for him, but I think he could keep bring in a couple more million than what the Rams probably can offer um, at most. So, Oh, yeah. Well, hey, definitely if, be he interesting stays, to see. if he stays, it's because he wants to be here. Yeah, and, and maybe that's maybe that's the reason. I don't yeah, know. And yeah, we'll, we'll totally take it. I mean, you know, we saw how, you know, some other, I mean, he came from the bucks and the bucks kind of just dropped him. Um, you know, I don't think the Rams, the Rams fans, especially don't really want to go through another kicking tryout. Um, oh Cause you know, that worked out so great for us. Um, you know, the couple of years Man. between Greg, the leg and Matt Kay, So can, can you imagine if we were doing the podcast during <laughs> the various rotation of kickers. Yeah, it's it was. Oh man, we would have had a dedicated twenty-minute segment to complaining about kicking and special teams. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, special teams really hasn't gotten any better in the last two years. No, other than I mean, other than Matt Gay, I mean, I, I'm still in the thing that I'm I'm not a Riley Dixon fan, uh, so I. You know, when you have a great kicker and a great returner, and your special teams is still awful, that says a lot. Yeah, that's not good. Not to mention, we've been drafting a lot of players for special teams only in the seventh round, like consistently saying, "Oh, this person didn't show a lot, but a great special teams player is going to be a key." playmaker on special teams and we have a bottom 10 league uh special teams unit i'm like okay yep um so yeah so so yeah that's kind of my comments about you know about all this free agency stuff um obviously we'll see what happens within the next two weeks that's when you know moves will be made um a lot of teams are start. going through the same thing too, and people are getting cut. Some really good players are getting cut, well, and I'll, I'll be interested to see if we can maybe attract one or two of these veteran players, a Frank Clark or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like we won't be able to pay them, so we're not going to have that advantage. But if we say, "Hey, you want a chance to play against or uh, across from Aaron Donald?" You want to play across from Cooper Cup? You you want to play with that dude? Uh, come here. Uh, Sean McVay has a record of being successful. Messed up situation last year, but yeah. we're rebounding. Uh, I guess also, Zach, I don't know if you listened to the last 11 Personnel podcast or read Jordan Rodriguez's uh, kind of like year summary of the Rams and like how – Sean McVay went down a very, very bad road mentally, kind of causing a very negative culture in the building. Um, not of his, kind of his fault, but it's one of those things where he he's a control freak. 
which is fine. That's a personality trait. And everything was spinning out of control around him. And that was causing him to further go down the tube, which was causing the environment around him to get chaotic. He even gave up play calling. And that caused him, like, semi-depression. Uh, do you have a reaction to that? I, I know, personally, mental health is something that people don't talk about enough. And this is a good kind of opening portal to a lot of people who don't think about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, mental health is obviously it's super important. And we all need to, you know, take time to reflect. I mean, I feel like we're all... In this day and age, we're all go, 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 go. Um, and it's, it, you don't really realize that you have a problem until, you know, you're, you're, you already spiraled down. Um, and, and I think that would happen with him. You know, he, he was, he was used to so much success. Um, you know, they just came off a Super Bowl win and then things just fell off the wheels. And, it, and again, it's not really to his fault. Um, you know, things just, things just kept spiraling down offensive line changed every single week for the first 11 weeks. Um, you know, I think he feels bad about that play to Cooper cup. Um, I don't think that helped at all. Um, you know, not saying it was his, I mean, he made the call to leave him in, even though they were losing and stuff like that, but like, it wasn't his fault that Cooper cup got injured, but I'm sure he took responsibility for it because it was his play to keep him in the game and to give him the ball. Um, his grandfather. Yeah, his, his grandfather passed away. I mean, he had a lot going on. Uh, yeah. I mean, his his um, his wife, uh, her, her family's in Ukraine and going through all that at that same time. Um, there, there's just a lot, and so you know, I I think I think it did hit him, and um, you know, it it was a sad point. But I think he he did. I mean, outside of the Rams organization, I'm sure he had his his silo of people that he could rely on to towards the end. Um, but I think Raheem Morris really helped him out. I mean, I mean, even in that article, I, I did read that article, um, by Jordan and, you know, it, it kind of made Beautiful. it feel like he, he Beautiful. was kind of leading as the head coach. I mean, Raheem was kind of being that interim head coach while McVay was kind of spiraling down. Um, so knowing that Raheem has that skill set, I think is super powerful and that still the Colts decided not to choose him. Um, can be a blessing for the Rams for this coming year, uh, especially if they're retooling their defense um, or, you know, restructuring their defense while they're retooling their offense. So it's, it, I, I'm just glad that he was, he was able to take time and figure out what's best for him. He's coming back to the Rams organization. Hopefully he's taking this time to reflect and to kind of get his strength back and to kind of scheme up what he wants to do going forward with Matt LaFleur. Um, or Mike LaFleur, is that Mike? Yeah, Mike. I always get I always get that confused, Mike and Matt. Um, go ahead. Yeah, to to me, it was kind of shocking reading that Zach, just because the strength of this team for the longest time under McVeigh has been the culture in the building. It's like you always heard great things from the players, from the coaches, from outside reporters, from reporters, that great culture, great culture, just top-notch building. Even in 2019, when things we thought were at their lowest, great culture, like just bouncing back. And it didn't even occur to me this past year that the culture itself took a hit on top of – Dangerous on top of the team struggling performance wise. And, you know, uh, I'm hoping as a person he can bounce back from that. Uh, like you said, Zach, guys, you got to take care of yourselves. Now, that doesn't mean sit in a room in complete darkness for two weeks. That's that's a little weird. Uh, I'm, I'm taking an Aaron Rodgers shot there, Zach. Uh, yeah, I know in a, in a little cave by yourself. Yeah, and that's that's a little weird. Uh, but you know, honestly, do what you, makes you feel like you can decompress, and uh, lean on the people closest to you that are your friends to help you get through it. That's the For biggest sure. thing. For sure. All right. Did we miss Not anything? Not a dull moment. Yeah. 
Uh, dull moment. You think we missed anything? A lot happening this week. Uh, no, guys. Uh, we'll try to next podcast have a pretty good breakdown of the draft. Uh, I think me and Zach will probably do mock drafts, talk about our mock drafts, kind of like the direction we went, uh, why we went that direction. Of course, we'll talk about any news that I'm sure the Rams will do. Uh, uh, let me just make sure they didn't trade anyone yet. Yep, yep, we're still good. We're, we're good, Zach. Good so uh, they, they're waiting until we post before putting out the new press release. So. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for this episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. You can always send questions and feedback to feedback at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. Our official Twitter account is at East Coast Rams. Ashton, how can people stay connected with you? You can find me on the Twitterverse, uh, RamFanAshton1, and you can see them both on the both of our screens sorry it inverts it bam <laughs> yep so yeah you know follow us uh you know great content is always coming out we're trying to keep improving uh our east coast rams fandom um thank you to everyone who does support us look at all this nice new setup oh yeah yeah our, our video page is uh is looking pretty good we're looking a little polished here um but yeah, if, if you guys have any comments or concerns, please let us know. Uh, appreciate everyone who does listen to the pod. Thank you guys for the awesome conversations that we're having. Um, you know, yes, this is kind of chaotic times, but everyone has, for the most part, been very cordial and been very, uh, you know, using social media for good and not necessarily for evil, which is great. Um, at least in, you know, you responding back to me on my crazy, you know, pick the tight end with your first pick in the NFL. So um but that's what we're here for we're here to you know see what we can yeah. get and you never me know what lessons got in, can do me and you got in a few twitter skirmishes let's say it's fine it happens it's, it's fine sometimes i want to skirmish against you on twitter but it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> no big deal no big deal we're still here uh but if you're listening to this on the audio version of the podcast you can also find us on the video uh, version which is on youtube you can find our youtube page at youtube.com slash east coast ram at east coast rams um please subscribe subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the youtube channel leave a review on apple Podcasts. that's always beneficial for uh people to find us share us like you know click the bell keep notifying us when new posts come out it'll be great it'll be great thumbs up thumbs up thumbs up All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up. You guys have a great week. Try to stay calm. Try to, you know, find something to not stay on Twitter 24-7 like we do some days to, uh, to keep up on the latest news, you know. And we will see you all next time. Horns up.